Hello guys and welcome back to the Philosophy of Strength podcast. That was Pantera. If you don't know who they are, shame on you. Uh, Pantera, one of the best metal bands of the 90s, one of the best metal bands of all time in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to be using that for my intro music from now on, at least until um, I get some kind of a copyright claim or something like that, but I just played it through my laptop, laptop speakers, so who knows, I might get away with it. Um, the topic for today's podcast is going to be keeping a training log, why you should do it, how you should do it, and any other information relating to keeping a track of what you do in the gym. I think that keeping a training log is one of the most underrated things that you can do to push your training forward, to get you great results. Uh, very few people do it, and the people that do get great results. So, let's get started. First of all, why should you keep a training log? A lot of people are kind of confused when they see me carrying around this book with me in the gym and always writing into it anytime that I finish a set. And uh, keeping a training log is something that I think I've done pretty much ever since I started training when I was about 15. Um, and I, I understood the inherent value of it because uh, one of the first programs that I was ever given was the 531 program. And that program really stresses the importance of keeping a training log. Uh, you write in the numbers that you do every single week. And the magic is that you look at those numbers going up every single week and you get to week number 10 and you look back at what you did in week number one and there's the proof of how much better that you've gotten in front of you. So just to go into why you should keep a training log. Um, one of the big ones that I think is really important if you train by yourself um, and you don't have a coach is accountability. A huge reason why so many people struggle to stay consistent with the gym is that the only person that they have to be accountable to is themselves. And I mean, one of the reasons why I've been hired before many times to be somebody's personal trainer is because they just can't motivate themselves to do it by themselves and that's completely fine um there are some people who just want to have uh that person looking over them and realistically that's the way that you're going to get the best results but the next best thing is to be holding yourself accountable and part of that is going to be keeping a training log the training log is brilliant because on the days when you feel like shit and you feel like you don't want to train, having to write down what you did really, really brings it um, into focus when you're slacking off or when you're being lazy. You know, when you're writing down that you only did two sets instead of five sets on squats, you're writing the notes, felt tired. It's a lot harder to follow through picking the lazy option when you have to write it out in front of you so the training log is great from that point of view there's been plenty of times where i was thinking about slacking off finishing a little bit early but when you're writing stuff down you don't want to have to write something that you're going to regress looking back on in that training log um 
So accountability is a massive one. Being accountable to yourself, being accountable to the training log. Um, on top on top of that, just from a logical point of view, you're giving yourself some data to work with. Um, anytime that you can create a plan and have data to collect from implementing that plan, it's going to make it a lot more likely that you can be successful going forward. You should obviously be working off some kind of a training program, whether that's one that you got for free off the internet, whether that's one that you got from a coach, like say in the online coaching service that I offer to people, or whether you just made one for yourself. Um, there should be some kind of a plan in place. You should have planned out what you're going to do every single day of the week and really ideally for weeks in advance. Um, and going into the gym, then you have a plan that you need to execute. It takes a huge amount of stress off your shoulders when you know this is what I need to do today. I just need to put my head down and get through this exact amount of work. A lot of people go into the gym and just train by feel and that's how you end up either doing too much or way too little. With data to work off, you can see how many sets you did in a week. You can see how much weight you moved, how many reps you did. You've got notes beside each workout to tell you how you felt, um, how easy or hard the weights were, just how you generally felt that day in terms of your preparedness. And that means that when you come to the end of a training program, regardless of whether you hit your goal or you missed, you have data to work with. You can look back. Let's say the goal was to hit a new deadlift PR. You wanted to deadlift the most weight you ever had before. And let's say you didn't do that. Let's say you only managed to do your one rep max from before. Or maybe it went really badly and you got even potentially weaker which should never happen, <laughs> but sometimes it does. Um, and a lot of people will get pissy when that happens. And rightfully so. It's frustrating when you put in work and things don't come to fruition. But the only thing that can make that even worse is when you don't understand why it happened. When you have a training log to look back on, you might look back on your deadlift sessions and realize, hey, actually, Around week three or four of this program, I was writing down that I was feeling run down and I didn't listen to my body and I kept trying to add weight. That's probably why I got weaker. Maybe next time I come back to doing the same deadlift program, I'm going to program in a deload on week three or week four so that I'll anticipate that I'm going to get a little bit tired and maybe that will help me get stronger. Maybe you decide that you could have avoided getting tired and needing a deload altogether if you just gave yourself some more time and you added weight to the bar at a little bit more of a measured pace. These are the kind of insights that you're going to get into your training when you keep a training log. And um, I truly believe that the best book that you're ever going to read on training is your training log. Everything else that you can get your hands on whether it's an old Russian training manual, whether it's whatever the newest program that's being sold on bodybuilding.com. There can be loads of resources out there varying in quality. 
but even the best stuff isn't going to be able to give you all the answers because you're an individual. All the research that's been done out there on training, some of it's very valuable, but realistically, it's looking at the averages of a large group of people. It can't tell you what is going to be best for, for you as an individual. So I'll give you guys one example of this um, that really hammered home to me how important keeping a training log was. For years, um, I used to work off the traditional loading model, which is essentially a step loading program. Step loading just means that you increase the difficulty of training every single week. Um, and then you take a deload. And the traditional model is to do about three weeks of loading and then a one week deload. Um, I did that for a long time. I'd say I did that for at least three years and it significantly hampered my gains. And I didn't realize it until I started keeping a thorough training log and I started putting a little bit more stock and trust in my own assessments of how my body was feeling and recovering from training. So I started writing in my training log and I realized what was happening was every time that I would start to get into the groove of a training program, I would take a deload because I felt like that was the thing you were supposed to do. And I would always come back from the deload far, far weaker than when I finished. And when you take a deload, you're not supposed to be at peak strength when you come back to the first week of training again, but you're not supposed to have lost, you know, 20 kilos off a lift. And there's some people who can train for three weeks and then take a week off and that'll work best for them. But what I found for myself, keeping that training log, is that I seem to take a really long time to get going with the program and to start coming into my strength. It can take three weeks sometimes before I start really feeling strong and start being able to add weight to the bar. I think one lift was, uh, it was either the squat or the bench. And I just found that I couldn't really add more than about five to seven and a half kilos over the course of the first three weeks. And then as soon as I started hitting weeks four, five, and six, I was able to slap five or 10 kilos on every week or two which is a big um, big jumps to be making when you're an intermediate. Um, and I realized that I could keep my training program going without having to take a break or a deload for, I think I, I, think I pushed it probably a little too far uh, last year in one block of training, but I think I actually was almost at three months of training without taking a light week. A lot of people would say that's crazy, you need to take a light week, but you have to remember that I'm not loading my body as quickly as would traditionally be recommended. It just doesn't seem to work for me. I need a few weeks of very easygoing training before I can start getting into those bigger weight jumps, and I would never have figured that out if it wasn't for keeping the training log. So... That's a taster of some of the insights you could expect to get from keeping a training log. Other things could be figuring out that there's certain exercises that cause you pain. Um, 
and you can make adjustments to your training um, to do with that. Um, so next thing is going to be how do you keep a training log? Um, what are the things that you should be writing down? Excuse me. Um, personally, I'm adamant that it should be a pen and paper training log. Why? Because I think for one thing, we spend enough time on screens nowadays. I think if you're going onto your phone to write things into your notes app, that's great. I did it for quite a few years. Um, but what I found is that the phone becomes a distraction. I think that when you're training, you want to dedicate that hour or whatever it is, an hour and a half to training. That's where your mind should be focused. You should be focused on the next set, the next exercise, putting as much focus and effort into each set as you can. You're not going to be doing that if you're dicking around on Instagram. Uh, I mean, there's no problem with sending texts to people during a training session, of course, but I think if most of us are being honest with ourselves, um, we're not using the phone appropriately in a training session. So when we can limit that, it's a good thing. Um, I also like the pen and paper um, training log because it's very instantaneous. I find that when I try to keep a log on a phone, there's too many things that you need to do. You need to unlock the phone. You need to go into the notes app. I've got fat fingers. I have to try to type this thing out and autocorrect ends up screwing me over and I have to go back and rewrite it all. And it's just harder to write it out in the, the structure that I like it. When I've got the logbook beside me, literally just open the page, take the pen out, scribble down what I want and it's there. And I can't really say what it is about writing something down, but without sounding too wanky about it, it just kind of connects me uh, a little bit more mentally with the process. Um, I know that might not make that much sense, but give it a try. You might understand what I mean. So I would recommend pen and paper for uh, the logbook. Then in terms of what you should be writing down in there, um, obviously you have the hard information. So the exercises that you're doing, well, sorry, to, um, to go back, you should have the date written. You should have the exercises that you're doing. So write the exercise, write the sets and reps, and you obviously want to have the weight as well. Now, there are a few different ways that you can notate the sets and the reps um, in terms of knowing how many you've done. Because if you're like me, you very easily lose track of what number set you're on when you're doing five sets on an exercise. So what I do sometimes is I will write the number of sets I'm going to do. So five and then multiplied by, which is the five times however many reps. So write five multiplied by, and then I will write out the number of reps that I get on each set with a comma separating them in between. So I'll write five by five comma, five comma, five comma, five comma, five to indicate that's the number of reps that I got on all five sets. 
The reason why I recommend doing that is because there are going to be days when you don't get all of your reps on an exercise for whatever reason. And um, you want to make sure that you make it very clear in your training log how many reps that you got. Don't just write five by five then because that's what you're planning to do on the day. You have to make sure that you're being 100% honest about your performance so that when you look back, you have, like I said, data to work with. So really don't pay much heed to the way that I notate it down. If that's confusing or doesn't make sense to you, just make sure that you write out exactly how many sets and exactly the number of reps that you did. Um, same thing if you make jumps in weight, just make sure that that's noted down as well. You want to just keep as thorough a record as you can. So you've got the exercise you do, the weight you use, the sets, the reps. And then what you're also going to want to make sure that you include there is the notes. And these are the things that people are quite poor in general about um, using. I've noticed this a lot as well with the online coaching that I do. People don't write detailed enough notes about the session. Now you can write notes on each exercise or you can just write a few lines at the bottom about how the session went. But I think, again, the more thorough you can be, the better. So let's say you just did five sets of squats. You might write something like first two sets felt hard, set three and four felt much easier, um, set five was the easiest. You might write how many reps you felt like you had in the bank. One thing I always like to make sure that I include, I think this is the bare minimum that you should write in your notes, is you should make a guesstimate of what you think you can do next time. Because there's nothing more annoying than coming into the gym and not being able to remember how difficult you found the weights that you did last time. I know that seems kind of silly because you think it's only a few days ago you should be able to remember, but when you start getting a little bit stronger and you want to know how much to add to the bar, the difference between adding a 1.25 kilo plate each side and a 2.5 kg plate each side is actually a huge one. So make sure that you're noting down, let's say you did a squat with uh, 100 kilos and you did three sets of five. You should write down can definitely do 102.5 kg for three sets of five next time something like that or you might want to write down this was too hard I need, I need to stay at this for another session or two and that might end up being a bad estimate you might come in the next uh, session and find after a couple of sets that the weights are flying and it's going really well but you just like i said want to make sure that you have as much um accurate data representing how you felt on that day written down um and that's pretty much it that's your training log um i would also recommend having a page somewhere within that training log either at the start or at the end with your current personal bests um don't write these down for silly things like curls or sit-ups Nobody cares how much weight or reps you can do on those things. What you want to write down is the best that you have done on the big exercises that make the biggest difference. Things like squat, 
bench press, overhead press, deadlift. Okay. Um, as you get more advanced and as it becomes harder to set personal records, you will want to have um, more varied accounts of your different records on those exercises. So for example, all that, in my opinion, a beginner really needs to know um, for their deadlift strength is what their five rep max is or what the most they can do for, let's say, three sets of five or something like that. Um, but as you get more advanced, you might want to have um, records of what your one rep max is, what your three rep max is, your five rep max, um, what you can do for volume for like a five by five or something like that. That's only as you get more advanced though. So essentially just have a page where you have the best that you've done on each exercise written down. Um, and then I think it's good to take note of the dates when you when you beat those personal best. So you can get a rough idea of how long it's taking you to uh, break strength plateaus. Um, that's essentially it when it comes to the training log. Make sure that you have one. Make sure that you have some kind of a program that you want to follow. <clears throat> Again, if you're stuck for one, I have a free bodyweight program and a free dumbbell program that's available. If you want one of those but haven't gotten one, you need to join the um, email subscription list. Just message me your email on uh, Instagram private messages or on Facebook and um, I'll send those to you. You can also get me at kill at killianoconnor.net. Um, and yes, yeah, so there's free programs that you can work off. There's loads of programs on the internet. If you want to try making your own program, obviously that's fine. Um, and if you're interested in online coaching, where I can guide you through a fully individualized program and give you feedback on a weekly basis, that's also an option too. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Any questions at all, always feel free to ask. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. Until next time.